Welcome to Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee, a podcast brought to you by the Tennessee Initiative for Perinatal Quality Care. TIPQC exists to improve health outcomes for mothers and infants in Tennessee through our quality collaborative that will identify opportunities to optimize maternal and infant outcomes across our state and is funded under a grant contract with the state of Tennessee. The Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee podcast is designed for medical professionals and for patients and families across the state. We will focus on all aspects of the perinatal period with special attention to reducing our maternal mortality rate. This podcast is brought to you through a cooperative agreement with the Alliance for Innovation on Maternal Health. Welcome to the Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee podcast, brought to you by the Tennessee Initiative for Perinatal Quality Care. I'm Brenda Barker, the Executive Director at TIPQC. Today, we are excited to celebrate our 100th podcast, and we've asked a few of our state oversight leaders, Dr. Susan Guttentag, Dr. Ajay Talati, and Dr. Connie Graves to join us. Dr. Susan Guttentag is a professor of pediatrics, the division chief of neonatology, and the Julia Carroll Stadler Chair in Pediatrics at Monroe Carroll Junior Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt. Dr. Guttentag is also the PI for TIPQC, providing guidance and leadership both to TIPQC and the chairman of our oversight committee. Dr. Connie Graves is a maternal fetal medicine specialist in Nashville, Tennessee. Dr. Graves is the medical director for the Tennessee Maternal Fetal Medicine and Ascension Hospitals throughout Middle Tennessee. She's the director of perinatal services at St. Thomas Health and the co-director for the Comprehensive Perinatal Cardiac Clinic at St. Thomas Health. She's a professor at the University of Tennessee, a clinical professor at Vanderbilt University, and an adjunct professor at Meharry Medical College. Dr. Graves is also one of the original board members of TIPQC and continues as a state leader on many of our projects and serves as an advisor. Dr. Ajay Talati is the chief of neonatology at Labonner Children's Hospital and Regional One Health. He is also the Vice Chair of Education for Pediatrics and the Sheldon B. Coronas Professor and Chair for the Division of Neonatology, the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. Dr. Chilati serves on the TIPQC board and has led statewide NICU projects. Again, welcome to all of our distinguished panel. Well, let's just jump in. I'm going to start with Dr. Guttentag. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your involvement with TIPQC. Love to hear more about that. Thanks, Brenda, and thanks for your terrific introduction. I arrived in Tennessee about 10 years ago to take over as the division chief at Vanderbilt for neonatology. And within a couple of years, I got a feel for all of the good work that TIPQC was doing. And then I had the opportunity to take over as the principal investigator for the the state grant that funds the administrative core of TIPQC. That was a great opportunity for me. And probably the most common question that I get is, PI, what what does that mean? What is the PI of TIPQC? Well, that simply means that I have the great delight every few years of reapplying for the state funding that serves as the foundation for the support of our administrative core 
And in doing so, I oversee the deliverables or what we promise to do with the funding that we receive from TIPQC. So I'm ultimately responsible for all of the metrics that we use to show all of the wonderful work that we're doing does truly have an impact on maternal and child outcomes. Thank you so much. And thank you for your leadership. Dr. Talati, tell us a little bit about your involvement with TIPQC. Thanks, Brenda. Yeah, I've been in uh, Memphis uh, for a long time now, even before TIPQC started, and we had no idea of uh, developing a quality culture with our staff and team. Uh, TIPQC initiated us into that, and now uh, I think that's become part of our routine. So I started as just joining a project the initial project of delivery room temperature and admission hypothermia correction. I got interested into that and uh, eventually ended up with the multiple state project leaderships, including the Golden R, which was probably the, the most involved one, antibiotic stewardship, which was part of Vermont Oxford Network and TIPQC together project. And then also uh, uh, stimulated a lot of our faculty members to join TIPQC and uh, get involved in different projects. So over time, as I became the division chief, my responsibility shifted and I became got into more administrative role and encourage other people to join projects and lead the projects. But I've been involved throughout the time TIPQC has been in existence in one form or the other. And the most current is um, being the member of the oversight board where, uh, you know, we get the projects, approve projects and or discuss that more. One of the other things I'm also very interested in is the annual meeting and the presentation of abstracts at the annual meeting. And it was something we initiated a few years ago. And I, I encouraged our trainees, our junior faculty, and anybody else who's interested in coming and presenting a state QC. I think that the dissemination of the work is as much as important as doing it so that other people know how to do it and maybe follow the trend. Like one of the things I was discussing recently is... Uh, our QI goals are easy to attend, but sustainment is much harder. And TIPQC over the years have made us realize and keep a lot of our projects in sustainment and monitoring. So, yeah, I'm really excited uh, to be a part of TIPQC for so many years and look forward to the next several years of that. So, Dr. Graves, tell us a little bit about yourself and your involvement with TIPQC. So, I'm Dr. Cornelia Graves, and I'm a maternal fetal medicine specialist which is a subspecialty of obstetrics and gynecology. And I have been involved with TIPQC since the very beginning. Our first project, and I remember our first meeting, was in the living room of Dr. Frank Boehm, who was at that time the director of maternal fetal medicine at Vanderbilt University. And our first project was making sure that we did not deliver babies before 39 weeks. And so since that time, I've been involved in TIPQC in a number of capacities, most recently as the project, the eternal maternal project chair. <laughs> and we have done a number of amazing projects. Our most, our last project was chronic, was hypertension, uh, which has gotten a lot of attention nationally for the state of Tennessee. Prior to that, we also did, and we worked, I did a, a separate project or a, a collaborative project on antenatal steroids and uh, the project's 
that we did uh, prior to that one was a project on hemorrhage, which I think was our first big maternal project and and probably our first adventure into looking at not only outcomes, but looking at outcomes and disparities across the state of Tennessee. Wonderful. Well, welcome to all of our distinguished panel. And you can see we truly have the infant and maternal state leaders on our podcast today. And a total of over 40 years combined experience with TIP QC and quality improvements. So we could not be more appreciative and grateful to have you today. Well, with over 30 projects that TIP QC has done, I'm going to ask each of you if you have a favorite project, uh, could be a current one or past, and share a little bit about that project and why it's your favorite. Thanks, Brenda. So since I was a relative latecomer to TIP QC, I came to Vanderbilt in the when the opioid epidemic was really taking off. And that was a big surprise to me coming from Philadelphia. But what was lovely was for me was to see us do a combined project that integrated improvements in for mothers with opioid use disorder as well as tying that to inpatient optimization of the care of opioid-exposed newborns that included doing a variety of different interventions and linking mothers and babies with wraparound services that would foster moms being able to go home with their baby and to, to seek treatment through their in their home community. So it, it's been wonderful to see how, at least anecdotally for me, to see the impact of that on our own neonatal population at Vanderbilt and to just see so many babies going home with their mothers. Thank you. Dr. Tilati, favorite project that you've done? He's led a couple. I bet they'll be one of his favorites. Actually, my most favorite project is the first one that we joined because it kind of introduced me in my mind the idea of quality improvement. I was a basic science researcher before that and didn't think this is going to work at all. And we were just doing something for the sake of doing it. But after doing the initial project of delivery room temperature management and avoiding hypothermia in very low birth weight babies, I realized that research put in practice is really more important than just doing the research itself because it impacts more directly to the patient's outcomes. And a small project which uh, subsequently fed into the Golden Hour project, which I led, was really eye-opening for me on how to bring the teams together and getting the bedside people involved in bigger picture and not just one patient at a time, which is what we normally used to do. And now I think that has led in my thinking and in our team's thinking about how to improve quality of care in every aspect of our work, right? So I think my favorite project was my initiation into quality improvement, as I call it. And then, of course, that led to the Golden Hour, which we involved multiple different NICUs across the state. A very involved project with a lot of data collection. We learned some things that we should not do in a QI project from that because it seemed like the data burden bogged down a lot of people during the project. But we made... a significant improvement in uh, managing babies in the delivery room and right after 
use of checklist was introduced in most of the NICUs after that. And I think a lot of them still continue to use it. And we disseminate that to other places that were not in the our initial QI project. So I, I think uh, that has led to, of course, a lot of other projects subsequently, but that still would be my favorite and I'll cherish it uh, for a while. Wonderful. Dr. Graves. I think that I've been, been involved in a number of projects and like Dr. Gutentag, I really, the joint uh, opiate project was a great project. I think it helped mothers and babies across the state of Tennessee. But as someone who has spent my life in maternal disease and, and being an intensivist, my favorite project was probably the hypertension project. And I think one of the reasons that it was so important is because it focused on one of the issues that is near and dear to my heart, which is maternal mortality. Uh, for people who don't know, Tennessee ranks about 43rd in maternal mortality. And there are about two diseases that contribute to that. Uh, one is a project that we hope to do in the near future, which is heart disease. But very closely linked to heart disease is maternal hypertension and preeclampsia. And I feel like that bringing an, an awareness across the state of Tennessee to the protocols uh, that have been set forth and just like Dr. Talati said, often we work in this is the research. I have an order set at my hospital, and so therefore all is well with the world, but all is not well with the world. And so being able to share that type of knowledge across the state of Tennessee, I think was extremely valuable, raising the awareness. And even though sometimes our projects don't seem, because we did that project during COVID, it became uh, understanding the challenges of doing a quality improvement project during a pandemic, I think was really important to us. But more importantly, the lasting effects of the project, I'm still having teams reach out. I'm still seeing teams do their quality improvement. I'm still hearing newscasters want to talk about maternal mortality and preeclampsia and just bringing a, a, a focus and a face to, I think, one of the major problems in the United States today, being safe when our mothers birth in this country. So for me, that was my favorite project that we have undertaken so far. Thank you. And like any good parent, I love them all because I've been involved in all of them, but they're all super. Well, would you all have suggestions or encouragement for providers and hospitals considering joining a project? Dr. Guttentag, I'll start again with you. Sure. I think that in our busy professional lives, oftentimes the last thing that we want to do is to is to work in yet another project to improve outcomes when we all come to work believing in our hearts that that we are doing a good job already. And I think that what we try to do with the projects in Tip QC is to take all of the good work that you all do every day and help you go from good to great. We really see ourselves as supportive in helping you to deliver the absolute best care to mothers and babies across the state. And we really want to walk that walk with you. Thank you. Dr. Talati, do you have any suggestions or encouragement? I think, yeah, I think it's really important, like uh, Dr. Kattendag said, for people to get involved and uh, besides the day-to-day work, you know, do more for our patients, mothers and babies especially. I think we have to find a way to show this to the hospital administrators and people in leadership positions so they can understand the importance and appreciate the work of people at the bedside 
who put extra effort into doing the QI projects, collecting data, going to the state meeting, going to webinars, learning everything, and then also teaching to the people who cannot be there. So right now, that's all based on quote-unquote voluntary work with uh, people's own initiation and excitement and uh, probably some altruistic attitude there to like do better. But uh, we should probably encourage uh, hospitals who are participating for the leaders to understand, encourage, and support that. And the people who are not participating in this project, show them how we have made a difference. And uh, the infant mortality in Tennessee has declined significantly in the last 15 years. And part, I think we should take some credit with all the QI projects that we've been doing. And then the people or the, or the hospitals or institutions that are not participating should be encouraged to participate by sharing this information data and whatever other means we can find to promote. I think every every hospital, birthing hospital in Tennessee should participate in TIPQC and uh, get the benefit of what the few institutions are getting right now. Thank you. Dr. Graves, do you have any suggestions or encouragements uh, for providers and hospitals thinking about joining a project? Well, the first thing I think I have perspective because I understand what it's like to try to run a busy private practice and to then run over to do whatever you need to do in the hospital. And then for me to then go do whatever I need to do administratively. And so often what people will say, I'm just too busy to participate in quality improvement. And as someone who's practiced in an academic center and a non-academic center, our patients are all the same. And as I point out, women in Tennessee or birthing people in Tennessee are not getting any better as far as illnesses. So we see a number of women with three, four, five. Even when I first started off, you know, when someone had one one medical complication, one we would go, oh, they have this. But now patients have four and five medical complications. And there's no way to be able to improve quality singularly. So being able to join a quality improvement collaborative will be able to impact your patients. And we know that especially the maternal mortality crisis and the infant mortality crisis is not going to be solved at our larger institutions. It's going to be solved where, where women have their babies and where birthing people are seen. And so it's important for us to to for all of us to come together to to look at and to join in to provide our perspective on how we can improve care. I always talk about, I just got finished writing a paper with a a global initiative on hypertension. And one of the things that someone said is that people come in not understanding the culture, and then they think that whatever applies to their culture is going to work in our culture. Well, the only way we're going to be able to know a little bit about your culture is for you to join us. And therefore, we can put all of our collective thoughts together and improve outcomes for our birthing people and for babies in the state of Tennessee, because that, I think that's the goal of everybody and for every institution who takes care of women and um, birthing people who are having children and those who take care of them afterwards as well. So I think that's our goal. So for those reasons, I think people should be encouraged because it is possible. 
even if you're from the smallest hospital, actually, sometimes the smallest hospital is better than the bigger hospital <laughs> because getting our data is so much more difficult than sometimes you going to L&D and checking off your you know, 45 patients or 50 patients that delivered that month. So I want to encourage everybody that no team is too big and no team is too small. Wonderful words. Well, let me ask all of you, do you have hopes or visions for the future of TIPQC and the quality improvement work across the state? Dr. Guttentag? Well, as you well know, Brenda, we've had some very successful projects in the last couple of years, especially our SIM project that I think reached record numbers of birthing hospitals across the state. I guess my hope for the future is that that is no longer a remarkable feat, that we actually appeal to all of the community birthing hospitals to participate and to work with us towards improving the care of mothers birthing people and and babies. So that's my hope. That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me coming back. Wonderful. Dr. Talati? Yeah, certainly. I think uh, TIPQC is doing a great job and I hope it will continue to grow and uh, continue to do projects, keep projects in sustainment and uh, get more hospitals, birthing centers and uh, nurseries involved in each and every project. I'm also hopeful that our work would make more and more hospital administrators and leaders to understand the need for quality improvement and probably provide support resources and uh, personnel to keep this going because uh, I, I can see the burden on uh, support staff of data collection. They still do it with enthusiasm, but with continuing the day-to-day other work that is already more than one FTE, <laughs> they're already doing more than that. And then on top of it, so I, I think I'm hoping that as we continue doing this and the importance and the outcomes show by itself to the hospital leaders that. Uh, we will get more resources support either at state level to make TPUC bigger and the support from the state versus individually from each center across the state. So, but definitely want to keep it going, keep it growing. And I would like to be involved as much as I can. Thank you. Dr. Graves. Well, I think number one, being someone who started here, I want to see TIPQC continue the quality initiatives that we're so well known for across the state of Tennessee. But more importantly, I want us to have an impact, especially on our maternal and our infant mortality rates and the disparities that we see across the state of Tennessee. As we go forward, we know that the challenges of caring for women has become harder. And for their offspring, many hospitals in the state of Tennessee no longer even provide obstetrical services. And so I want to see TIPQC reach out and become more multidisciplinary to provide support to those emergency rooms and to those emergency providers who often have to take care of our patients, not because they have a great desire to, but because there's no other option for them but to take care of the patient and to do the best that they possibly can with the limited resources. My hope for TIPQC is that we are able to, to move forward. I One of the projects that is near and dear to my heart is cardiovascular disease. Dr. Mutentag was talking about simulations. I'm already thinking about simulating for uh, cardiac arrhythmias and how to bring more people in in a multidisciplinary fashion, cardiologists, 
ICU attendings or ICU attendants, because we know we are all very fortunate, I think, to practice at level four hospitals where we pick up the phone and we're like, I need this or I need ECMO. And, you know, somebody magically comes down and does that for us. But a lot of places just don't have those types of resources. So it is my hope that we are able to provide them with the things they can do so they can stabilize patients and then get them to us. So our outcomes are improved across the state and our maternal and like I said, our mortality and our infant mortality rate decreases and that Tennessee becomes a model for the country at the top instead of where we sit now uh, near the bottom. Well, Brenda, my memory comes back every single year. And that is, I am just so amazed every year at the annual meeting to walk through those doors and see that ballroom just filled with lots of of folks who have come to share their own good work and to listen to the work of others on quality improvement across the state. I thought that the first time I went to a TIPQC meeting, there couldn't possibly be more people. And yet every year we get more and more attendees. I think we've even done our best in spite of a pandemic to sustain good quality improvement work across the state, largely due to the dedication of all of the staff and providers that engage in in our projects. So that's my favorite part of every year and every annual meeting. Wonderful. Uh, Dr. Talati, have any favorite memories? Yeah, again, the first one was the best. uh, And uh, I think, again, not expecting to see so many people, uh, non-physicians, uh, you know, because most of the meetings I've been in the past before that were all physician-related or research-related, and seeing all the bedside people get together to discuss and bring out ideas and what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And the abstract session with the posters and people talking about their work and um, very happily, uh, you know, excitedly demonstrating what they've done and what they can do better which of course is continues every year. But the first time I saw that in 2008, the first meeting was my most, I guess, most favorite memory. Thank you. Dr. Graves. So I have three memories that I love. The first is Brenda's screensaver. It is a picture of Brenda and her multi-ethnic family. Every time I see it, it just brings joy to my heart. So that is one of my favorite memories in TIPQC. My second favorite memory is the initiation of our poster session in which we have been able to make our meeting not only just about quality improvement, but allowing our residents and our faculty to and other allied health professionals to really present their work and to be rewarded for the work that they do. And then my third memory is a bragging memory when Dr. Hafshan Hamid, who has worked with the California Collaborative for years, said to me at this last meeting that our meeting was the best quality meeting that she had ever gone to. And I thought that speaks volumes and that we must be doing something right. Well, thank you again to our panel today. We are thrilled to be celebrating actually 15 years, but our 100th episode of Healthy Moms, Healthy Baby, Tennessee. So thanks for joining us today and celebrating number 100. Hope you have a great day. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee, presented by TipQC. TipQC is funded under a grant contract with the state of Tennessee. Healthy Mom, Healthy Baby Tennessee is brought to you through a cooperative agreement with the Alliance for Innovation on Maternal Health. Do you have ideas for a future guest or topic, or even have a question you would like answered on upcoming episodes? Visit www.tipqc.org, that's T-I-P-Q-C.org, and click on podcast to submit suggestions and questions to our podcast team. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast to be the first to know when new episodes are available and find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to stay in the loop with our active projects and other relevant news relating to perinatal health in Tennessee.